Rich Burt, back the, we're through yet another NFL season, and Rich is still breathing heavily into his mic. <laughs> uh, well, congrats to the NFL for making it through and in the pandemic, and uh, somehow not extending the season further as it should have been. And now we're going in the playoffs, and uh, a, a team may be without their their head coach, who may be the best head coach in the NFL according to the coach of the year. So things are exciting as per usual. Let's, uh, let's do a little recap last week, week 17, uh, which basically shouldn't matter, but did matter to some teams. Uh, we had Ant pull out a nice 11 and four and one 71% complete the year over 500, at least the regular season, hey. we don't count the playoffs. 52.92%, that's very profitable. So, great job, hey. Richard. 48.24%. Uh, and I finished a lowly 46.67 as I attempted to raider my way into the final part of the season going 8-7-1. and one. Rich had a nice 10-5-1 last week, too. So, everyone went positive last week. Another good one. Do you guys remember our top three picks from last week? Rich, you know one, at least. Redskins. Uh, they don't exist, uh, but yes. Oh, the have- Washington <laughs> football team? <laughs> I don't know if you were just yelling a racial <laughs> slur there or if <laughs> what the issue. Uh, yeah. been so mad at the skins. <laughs> it's not their fault the Giants beat you. You still wouldn't have got in, you Mark. <laughs> Washington uh, yeah. minus one and a half did get a W for us in the top three. Green Bay was minus five and a half. We took that, and they... Uh, that was a lock. We, me and Ant, we, I think we said we extreme locked that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also all said, you know what? Let's throw the Jets in there. And that, you know, usually we had to do it. So we went two yeah. and one on top three. Okay. Top three, 20, 26, and five on the year. If those bushes had just been wins, we would have been looking a lot better. Right. We locked more team locks than we'd ever done before. We had, I, I had like 10, and we went 77. 0.27% on our team locks last wow. week. We lo- we had team locks on Houston. That's a win. Washington win. The Rams win. Chargers win. Indy was a push. Win for Green Bay. A loss on Atlanta and the Jets. And then Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and Baltimore all wins, which put our team wow. lock total for the first time above 544, 43, and 6. Wow. We've actually... We did the impossible there. <laughs> um, cool. Let's see. What else do we got? Anything? I mean, Rich, just give us your feelings on uh, on everything, on how your your year went, uh, the year that the, how the year on, ended. Rich. What happened, Rich? How are you? What are you? I'm just happy. The future. I'm just. I'm just happy that we uh, finished the 17 games. If we're being honest. Sometimes <laughs> we should have just we should have just <laughs> let we should have just let Rich We're on to Cincinnati. That's basically how he feels about the year after this <laughs> NFCS NFC East debacle of a last week. Oh we God. had the Cowboys. We said the best scenario would be Cowboys winning and just somehow getting banged out at the end of the night. But they just they just literally could not win at all. Dalton was so bad, he oh. shouldn't probably ever see the field again. I mean, we should have known playoff scenario typically with Dalton, no chance. 
Uh, but they just they the defense looked abominable. <laughs> they let Daniel Jones just throw all over them, and then people are freaking out about the Philly tanking thing or whatever the hell it was. Do you think it was tanking yet, or does it matter? Um, I, I guess I would say yes to both. Like, yeah, I was tanking, and yeah, I don't really care. I know Look, right? this is the smart. <laughs> this is the smart move that everyone talks about pregame. They just happen to do it in a more obvious way. Like, I think okay, I guess I think it was stupid in the way in which that they went about doing it. Like in the when they did it, you know what I mean? Because they they had got close and it looked like they were going to play it out, and then like really panicked and like we really got a tank. So I guess I understand that to a certain degree. But it's like, what what does it matter? Like, they're trying to get a better pick. They can't get into the playoff. You, any fan base would want that. So, at the end of the day, like, fuck off, I guess is what I would say if you're not happy about it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's meaningless. Seriously. The Giants were pissed. Like, that should tell you all you need to know. Yeah, good job, Joe Judge. You won fucking six, five or six <laughs> games. You're pissed at Philly in week 17 but sucked ass all year. And These guys just mad at you know, Philly in the shit last on game. football like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so. That was the worst. That was really bad. Um, let's look at look at the uh, twenty twenty regular season stat leaders. We had Deshaun Watson leading passing yards four thousand eight hundred twenty three. That's crazy. Poor Deshaun with no weapons, and his one weapon was on the gas, so that didn't count. Aaron Rodgers puts pass completion percentage seventy point seven percent. That's a joke. That's unreal. Uh, he also had forty eight passing touchdowns. Uh, who, who did you guys have for, uh, most interceptions this year by a quarterback, not by a That's team? That's a good question. Damn. Did I have rivers? No, come on. Phil. No, no, it's not Phil. Um, I, damn, I guess. Rich, are you still with us? Head, with Winston, not in the league. This is tough. He's in the league, brother. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Um, shit. Come on, think of bad quarterbacks. I, I'm I I feel so dumb right now. Like I I know it's it's the, obvious, but I'm trying to go through the division. The number is fifteen, uh, which is crazy because that's half of what Jameis threw last year. <laughs> Damn. Um, who is it, Bran? It is your boys. Carson Wentz and Drew Locke at 15. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and and Wentz didn't even play that much. Exactly. And Locke was, Locke was hurt too. <laughs> um, we also had a quarterback take 50 sacks. <laughs> Does that sound right? Because it is. Ooh. 50 sacks um, sounds insane. But I'm sure Russ has been up there at some point. But that was also Carson yeah. Wentz. So, uh I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to that guy. I feel bad for him. Um, but, yeah, 50 sacks doesn't help. Derrick Henry, of course, gets the rushing crown again, 2,027 yards, which was funny because what did he need, like 223 yards in this game to get there? And you don't even think about that. It's like we could have talked about it, but, like, yeah, he needs – you would kind of sound dumb if you're like, he needs 223 yards in this game to get 2,000, <laughs> and he just did it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it – what else do we have? Rushing touchdowns. Derrick Henry, 17. Most fumbles. Who you got for this one? I'm just going to blast you with the turnovers. 
I would say Chris Carson, he didn't play enough, and he was actually good this year with fumbles. Um, this is a uh, a quarterback. La- what? <laughs> Lamar? No, it's Taysom Hill. He had seven. Ooh, wouldn't have guessed Taysom. Wow. Yeah, I was thinking uh... Daniel Jones, maybe. Um, interesting. Stephon Diggs. 1,535 receiving yards leads the league. I was thinking about this the other day, but how did more teams not just go all in on digs? It kind of reminds me of, you know, do you remember when Porzingis got traded to the Mavs? And uh, who was it? It was, there was a couple front office, front office uh, people in the NBA that were like, hey, uh, we didn't even know he was on the market. <laughs> and like they're like, we didn't even get to put in an offer. Like the Mavs just oh, yeah. grabbed him. And I honestly yeah. feel like that kind of happened with Diggs. It was just like he was pissed, but no one I didn't really know I didn't feel like it was like a huge rush to go out and get him. And I think his stock was kind of down because his attitude was bad. And it's just like someone should have went all in to grab that dude. I guess the Bills, you know, kinda did, but I, I don't know. Yeah, but you have to remember at that time, Bran, it was kind of wondered if they had given up too much. He had given up some attitude in Minnesota, and people were wondering if maybe his stats were because Thielen was on the other side. Right. I, I think there were a couple questions, you know what I mean? And and some people may have shied away thinking, hey, he's not a great locker room guy. And, you know, ultimately there was no way he was going to work with Allen, right? Coming off the season, he came off of with his completion percentage. Yeah, you're right, because we also thought – yeah, this probably we kind of laughed. <laughs> Why do we always yeah, laugh you know, at the so Bills' I, moves? It's a bad idea. I don't know. It's um, weird, and and now they have all the respect in the world. Their general manager Brandon Bean has to be up at like uh, the top three in the NFL at this point. Yeah, like that yeah, roster. Man. Job. Uh, we had Devontae Adams receiving touchdowns eighteen, which is I mean he missed games too. Uh, Zach Cunningham led the league in tackles. Do you want to take a guess at how many tackles this man was in on? Oh, um, 120? 164. <laughs> Someone check this man for, uh, he shouldn't play next year. He's, yeah, he, he his body is broken. Session, I guarantee that. <laughs> yeah. His body is That's broken in 160 half. car crashes? <laughs> I mean, he he should get some sort of award for that. Seriously, that or, sucks. Or incentive for something. Oh, I mean, the Texans are always on on defense, so it makes sense. But uh, sacks was T.J. Watt, and this one's kind of crazy. Um, Xavier Howard led the league in picks. How many do you think he had? Ooh, um, fourteen. Damn, 14. Jesus. We'd be, Way too much. That's got to be like defensive player of the year. Uh, 10. 10 picks. Okay. Pretty damn good. Okay. Um, so, I don't yeah. know why I thought he had an amazing year. I mean, oh, that's like still pr- ridiculous year. Yeah, that's still pretty damn good. Yeah, 10 good. is amazing. Don't get <laughs> yeah. me wrong. Uh, Young Ho sorry, Young Hui Ku, Daniel Carlson, and <laughs> Jason Sanders uh, all had 144 points kicking. So. It was an interesting year. I mean, if you look at the beginning of the year, none of these would be super shocking. Maybe Rodgers passing touchdown, seeing the weapons, and definitely the win stuff, a little shocking. But everything else, not too bad. Um, 
Let's go into our awards and finish that up. Uh, I have no idea where Rich is or if he's okay or if this isn't what happened, but we'll figure <laughs> it out. Week 17, let's go MVP. Who do you got? Dude, is it – did we get to the place where it's unanimously Rodgers? Yeah, pretty Even much. Even if I don't feel like it? What, Rich? I said, yeah, it's Rodgers. Yeah, I – I think it is. I mean, we just read the stats. He led the league in, in touchdowns. He led the in completion percentage. Their team won a ton of games and he was his weapons aren't as good, honestly. I mean, well, he probably he has a one A one B receiver. He padded his fucking stats. True. I hate that. He had so many five yard touchdowns. But in that case, we've given it to Manning for that. <laughs> so um I honestly I think it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it has to be. Okay, and offensive player of the year. And uh, last year we put Rodgers in, or last week we put Rodgers in this spot just to give him a consolation prize. Now he moves up. Who do you put as your offensive player of the year? I keep wanting to go Jefferson. I really do. Um, as offensive player go... of the year? Yeah. Damn. His stats are ridiculous. I mean, he's a rookie. But I, I get it. I get it. Um, I'm going to have to go with Derrick Henry. He got to 2,000 yards, right? I mean, yeah. as a back, it's really, you know, you don't see that, you know, every year, obviously. So it's a guy they rode, and he didn't break down, you know, in the back end of the year like so many running backs do. And he got stronger almost. So yeah. props to him on 2,000 yards. Rich, do you agree? Are you still in on Derrick Henry as offense? We've had him, him, Dalvin, and Rodgers are the guys that have been in there. It, it's Henry. He's he's the best running back of all time. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to dispute because if you put him in like some of these older eras, like good God, that man would run wild. It'd be like LeBron in the fifties. Uh, defensive Player of the Year. This battle has just not stopped, honestly. And you could go either way, but I think it's between Aaron Donald and TJ Watt all year. TJ Watt obviously finished with the uh, with in a few different categories as the number one guy this year, but Aaron Donald, everyone knows, uh, basically changes your entire game plan. Um, here's, here's the thing with, with this award. If I'm going to be honest with myself and what my eyes see, which you know doesn't mean dog shit, I guess, but I would think it'd be TJ Watt. Like when I watch the actual games, he makes more impact plays. Now I know when you have to change your scheme and you have to double Don- Donald and he may not be getting in every time. That's a big, you know, and, and he's still getting to the quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But as far as like a game changer, like Watt seems to be making more of the plays. And I don't know if that is backed up as far as stats go, but I, I'm going to give it to Watt. Like I know everyone's going to tell me, Donald's the guy, Donald's the guy, blah, blah, blah. That's stupid. I I like Watt. It's Donald. Watt does nothing. <laughs> um, okay. That's not true. I mean, you can't just say Watt does nothing when he, he has the sacks and he has the fumbles and he has the pressures. And, I mean, he's really good. Donald, I I it's that's all it is. And you could go either way. And I think, you know, with Donald, it's, it's are you looking at kind of the deeper stats and how he's actually affecting teams. But I'm going to agree with you at some points. Like, sometimes Donald just doesn't do stuff. Uh, like in the Seahawks yeah. game, that last Seahawks game, it wasn't like he was unstoppable against an average line. 
And maybe that's part of the problem is, you know, sometimes I'm looking at looking at it through that lens to where like, damn, you're not even doing anything versus that Seattle line. So I get that it can. So maybe my outlook is skewed a bit. But I don't know. It, and let's not it, act it, like really teams. Close. Yeah, let's not act like teams are just like, oh, it's TJ Watt. We don't have to scheme anything against him. Like you're scheming against yeah. any good defensive player. Aaron Donald's great. And he's probably. I thought four of TJ Watt's sacks, he was unblocked because they blitzed so much. Well, I mean, he still led the league. I mean, I don't know. He's He did a lot of with other that, things too, Rich, with the forced fumbles. Like, he forced some fumbles and he had a lot of pressures. Yeah, he has a free shot at the quarterback. He better cause a fumble. <laughs> I'm going TJ Watt, so. Uh, but, but, Rich, don't, don't downplay how many mobile quarterbacks we have now in the league and how many guys do we see that have a free shot on a quarterback <laughs> and he scrambles or, or twists and turns out of it. Like, there's still – there's still some type of, of you know, specialty to bringing the quarterback down. And with, I think Aaron, with them being as mobile as they are. Aaron Donald caused that pick six, but that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, the I, problem. I, I'm is, not disagreeing. Yeah, his stuff isn't going to show up in the stat sheet. Everyone knows that. And that's why he's even in consideration for the award. Like, at this point, everyone yeah. knows, like, nothing he... Most of the stuff he does isn't going to show up, but it doesn't matter when you look at that defense is insane. Uh, I, I really do love the Rams defense, and I'm yeah. more scared of them than probably Pittsburgh's at this point. But TJ Watt just had a phenomenal, phenomenal year, so I'm going to go with TJ. Uh, and I didn't see I didn't see TJ Watt calling out his opponent on the after a big W either. I don't know how I don't know what they uh, how much they put into that uh, when they go into the voting, but. We'll, we'll see when it gets into the better <laughs> uh, week 17 offensive rookie of the year. It's between Justin Herbert and Justin Jefferson, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, pal. I am so, okay. You know, I had Jonathan Taylor yeah. as the number one running back coming into this class. I thought it was a travesty. He didn't get picked first out of the running backs. And I picked him as my rookie of the year before the season. That dude sucked so much for like the first ten weeks. You can't just all of a sudden be like, "Oh, he's good now." Let's 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 put him in. Like he didn't have a game like above ninety yards for like ten weeks. <laughs> so in the last yeah. six, he went over a hundred every week. The last six games. Do you see what Jefferson yeah. and Herbert are doing? They have the same amount of. He has the same amount of rushing yards that Jefferson has receiving yards. What are you talking about? That's fine. Are you hearing he, what you're saying. Yeah, he's been third in rushing. rushing yard or receiving yard. Rushing yard, it's a throwing league. Yeah, but how many how many times is he getting the ball per game? Didn't he get the ball That's like thirty five times in the last game? Oh, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, and he went for two hundred fifty yards. Yeah, so I mean that's good. Jefferson and his team's in the and his team's in the playoffs. And Taylor doing it on twenty rushes. Yeah, I I saw Justin Jefferson have four catches for twenty yards. They were down twenty, and all of a sudden he had hundred and twenty yards all garbage time. I mean, Jonathan Taylor okay. finished really strong, but I can't just ignore the first half of the season. He just sorry wasn't he wasn't good. able to hit a rookie wall because he didn't do shit for the first half of the season. He yeah. was hurt. Didn't have training camp. Wasn't playing from behind like nobody had training also- camp. <laughs> there was no training camp, and that's why I'm giving the award to Justin Herbert. There's no training camp. It's the toughest position in sports to play, and he did exceptionally well. They won a few games to end the year, despite clearly not a very good coach, uh, a, not a smart coach at least. And 
I don't know. I he he just performed better than most quarterbacks in the NFL, and that's that's really hard to pass up for me and, personally. And, I and, want to pick Justin Jefferson, but I just I and have with to pick that him. argument, Brand, I have to take Jefferson. We look at C.D. Lamb. We look at Jerry Judy. Uh, we look at all these receivers that were taking ahead of taken ahead of him, right? And they were supposed to be these dynamic, amazing receivers, right? Yeah. He comes in in, in year one and is in top five in most categories Correct. in the NFL. Yep. Disgusting. You, that just doesn't happen, even from the C.D. Lambs and the Jerry Judy. You see how hard it is. Well, yeah. C.D. So, Lamb had four quarterbacks this year. <laughs> C.D. was really good, too. I'll give him that. Yeah, he finished with 900 yards. If Jerry Judy had hadn't dropped 55 different fucking passes, maybe he would have had a chance, but apparently he didn't want to win. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah no, Jer- look, Justin I Jefferson. I hear a lot of ifs and ifs and ifs. <laughs> Jefferson if, did it. That's all If I'm Dak saying. stayed healthy, if the same quarterback all year, C.D. Lamb was having better numbers than Jefferson. Okay. I think it would have been pretty competitive. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's really no wrong pick between those two guys. I mean, you can throw Jonathan Taylor in, but he just – it took him way too long, and we can't just well, let hold recency on. bias take I, I guess I don't want to get too technical, but it's pissing me off a bit. If C.D. Landon dropped the ball all the time, maybe he'd have better stats, right? <laughs> Is that on the quarterback that it's hitting him hey. in the hands and he's dropping the ball? Because, yeah, he was, try- he was trying to get him killed. He knows better. Okay. <laughs> he knew- all right. Well, I, he knew the I, Eagles were going to blow it. Have so. Jefferson. Um, so well, you're wrong. Let's go. Let's go with let's go with just some let's go over the stats for both. Obviously, I mean, uh, yardage wise, Herbert throws for four thousand three hundred thirty six yards, thirty one touchdowns, and ten picks with a ninety eight point three rating. Which is, I mean, any any team in the NFL is going to want that, obviously. Um, and then on the other side, a receiver that anyone's going to want, Justin Jefferson. Let's see where he finished, uh, fourteen hundred yards. Seven touchdowns, 88 receptions, and uh, he averaged, I think, 15.9 a catch, which is amazing. So, can't go wrong, uh, but so we got the two out of three vote here. And you know what? Look, this is part part of me going consolation prize because I shit on Herbert for 15 straight months. So, you know, I feel like I have to give yeah, him this award at this point. And let me be fair. I'm not saying Herbert's not good. Herbert's obviously amazing. But in the last couple of years, we've seen rookies be able to come in and, and make a big difference for these teams. And my last thing is, if Rich is going to say that Jefferson was catching a lot of late balls, Herbert was throwing a lot of late garbage time yards as well. But I understand you guys voted for Herbert. I'm, I'm cool with that. He's still really, really good. Now, hold on. We don't call him first half Hollywood Herbert for no reason. <laughs> he's never chasing he's just losing um defensive rookie of the year can't really be understated i mean that's chase young who is i would just uh, i would trade everything for chase young it's so dumb he's in the division yeah God. i mean what do you think is he going to be more of the aaron donald type or is he going to be a stats popping off the page type of guy stats popping off the page both. type of guy yeah both he's He's insane. Yeah. He's a rookie. Um, I, I, it feels like he, and he, it's like, he's like the leader of that team at this point. Uh, so it's just scary. That and he called out, insane. he called out Tom Brady. That the wasn't very smart. No regard. That's a rookie move. He, he literally woke up and 
he chooses violence every day. <laughs> yeah, you, you you can't call out Brady um, with your that offense you have. I'm sorry. <laughs> your team, yeah. You try to get the uh, bring bring the winning record into the playoffs before you call out Tom Brady. I'll give him that. Uh, yeah, he was just great. I, I can't wait to watch him. Hopefully they get some things figured out and Riverboat Ron gets it dialed up and he continues his success and stays healthy. Coach of the year last week, we gave it to Sean McDermott. Uh, and really no reason to take it away from him, even though Stefanski was great. Stefanski locks up the Browns playoff bid, uh, but he then gets COVID. And do you take that away from Stefanski's bid as coach of the year? No, I really can't, man. Um, I don't know. It was a team we shit on last year. We knew they had the talent. And for him to be able to come in in year one and turn them around and get them to a place they haven't been in, uh, I believe, 18 years. Yeah. Um, no, I have to give the dude all the credit in the world. And um, what about, okay, you were a big proponent for, or I think you were a proponent for McDermott, but yeah, where do you stack up both of those guys? And who who would you give the award to? Because I think it is between those two. Yeah, I have to give it to uh, McDermott. It's, it's, I mean, right now you hear, you're hearing people say that the Bills might be the favorite in the AFC and you have a one-loss team over there, right? Yeah. I mean, he's just kept them on track the whole year. He, there's no, there's been no drop off in Allen or Diggs or anything that they've been doing. It just seems like they've just been getting stronger and stronger. They had that statement game against New England where you did what you needed to do. They poured it on New England, and you don't really see that happen to Belichick. Yeah, um, and they beat the and, shit out of the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, if we're gonna say one bad thing about the Browns, and it doesn't directly go against the head coach i guess but you know it's a team that's getting into the playoffs with a um negative plus minus as far as you know points or um their their point spread goes as far as points points against and yeah. points uh scored so you know i like i like um i like the bills head coach here who is more valuable right now rich is it sean mcdermott or is it brian dable the offensive coordinator it's McDermott this team's gotten better the last three years he's been there it's McDermott yeah I I would say it does scare me seeing this like Doug Peterson thing going on where you have this coordinator that everyone knows is really good like what's gonna happen when he leaves and you just have McDermott and it's like wait is McDermott actually really good and that's the thing Brent I think everyone needs to step back like all these um analysts and, and experts like we don't know yeah until it happens nobody really knows if it's the offensive coordinator or the head coach like it, it's such a, a really hard thing to to tell you know what i mean right like look for, at for the, me, look at the vikings right now stefanski yeah. leaves and takes the browns to the playoffs and the vikings are done <laughs> yeah you just never know, and I guess that's why so many teams are willing to take the risk for the sexy offensive coordinators because you have a fifty percent chance, I guess, of getting a really hot candidate who comes in and changes the way the face of your offense. Yep, Rich, who do you have for Week Seventeen as your final pick for Coach of the Year? Sean. Okay, I also They're, went Dermot. They they just put fifty six on the number one scoring defense in the league. Fifty six. Yeah, and they bench their starters at halftime. Yep. No, he's. I mean, props to the Bills all around. 
for this year. Uh, comeback player of the year is probably now, still Alex Smith, right? Going back to him, wait, no, uh, yeah. Sean's so good. Now they're thinking if the Dolphins should take a quarterback at three. I know. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's just ridiculous. Uh, comeback player of the year is still Alex Smith. I just think you don't give this game. award away. <laughs> I, I don't know. Damn. Are we really going to do this thing for Alex Smith? Yes. Like, he gets it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm not even going to be a dick. I'm just going to agree. Yeah. And I'm not even. I, just it's Alex Smith. All right. Our most valuable injured player of the year. The guy that was on and off the injury report nonstop throughout the year. I'm going to still vote Julio. Last week I had, I saw something. It was just Julio Jones coaching up the Falcons wide receivers before the game. He's out running routes with the receivers, but he can't play. Uh, that was after it. There was a tweet saying that Julio should probably be playing. So it's, it's Julio. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is Julio Jones. Like, there's no doubt. Like you just don't know week to week. You just don't. Yep. I agree. Uh, Rich, do you agree? You don't know drive. It's Julio. You don't know drive by drive if he's gonna play. That's true. Yeah, every oh, drive man. is a big deal. Okay, Rich, you have some people to add to your all injured team. Uh, I think Big Mike Evans was on there. Um, do you remember who else? Jamal. Yep. Big oh, Mike and God. Jamal. Jamal, Jamal Adams. Adams for sure is going and on there. You you could throw you could throw Zeke as my running back. He's Somehow, now all of a sudden, he always has something wrong with one of his legs. It's true. Yeah, he was injured for the last 15. Okay, perfect. Um, Anything else significant? So we got coaching. Coaches got fired. Straight up. Adam Gase is gone. No No, surprise there. No, no, you're (laughs) lying. That's that's my mistake. Go ahead. Tell me me what happened. Some coaches parted ways with their team. Yes. And one coach in particular got fired. Uh, you <laughs> you want to tell, wanna... tell me what happened there? Uh, yeah, it seemed as though, I don't know why, but it seemed as though Lynn was the only coach to get straight out fired. Correct. The other coaches were able to just part ways with their team. I don't know what the, you know, determining factor was there. Yeah. I don't know. One Rich, guy you know? got fired, like, it, that's yeah. that's you co- don't belong here. This is according to ESPN and the NFL official NFL Twitter. Uh, we had breaking the the Chargers have fired coach Anthony Lynn, and then from the NFL Twitter, Chargers fire head coach Anthony <laughs> Lynn. Now, when we got Adam Gase, same thing. Sports Center, the Jets have parted ways with head coach Adam Gase, and then Schefter, Jets officially parted ways with Adam Gase. <laughs> Don't forget Doug Marone, who I don't know what he what did deserve there? to be fired, or he didn't get fired. Sorry, no. uh, he parted ways as well that morning. Um, hey, friend, it just leaves so many was... questions with a lot of these coaches. On was was he tired of it? You know, was it on the team side? Was it on it? They, you know, they were just at a crossroad. Yeah, where it was best for both parties to part ways. We're just gonna part ways. It's like when you go on a trip with your friends, and like <laughs> after the trip, someone's like, "Well, you know, we're actually going to Portland after. We're gonna go to Seattle." It's like you go to the airport together, and you just like, "All right, we'll catch you next time." But no. there's a solid handshake there, Brand. Yeah, you know of course. I mean? Yeah, you guys have had a great time. There's no, you know, there's no hate on either side. You know, this is just where we part ways, and yep. we respect each other. And everyone else respects us. 
But man, when Anthony Lynn gets to the airport, he doesn't have the ticket to the other plane <laughs> no. to go anywhere. They dropped him off with no money. They sent him in a fake Uber. <laughs> they sent him in, in fake taxi. Don't look that up. They sent him in that. And he gets to the airport. He has no ticket, no boarding pass. I mean, it's that's Anthony what happened Lynn to Anthony Lynn. still Lane. confused on how he didn't have a ticket on the layover. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a ticket to board another plane. It was just they straight up left him sitting sit the the LA airport, and that's a tough <laughs> airport to just sit in and not understand where you're going next, or if you'll ever be able to leave. But, oh, that's that's too bad for Anthony Lynn. Um, well, yeah, Doug Marone. I don't really. I mean, I I honestly don't know what Doug Marone does. Like as in general, as a coach, coaches, what, coaches. <laughs> um, I was there anyone else that. I mean, no one else extra got fired besides the already open spots of the Texans in Atlanta and whatnot. Uh, top Do candidates, any of the right? playoff teams fire the coaches if they lose? Mm, no. no. Nagy, the Bears? No, I think he just did just enough with the playoff push. Yeah. Arians gone if they lose to the Washington? Maybe if they get blown out. Arians, I don't know. Everyone loves Arians. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't think so, Rich. But yeah, top candidates. We've got Eric Bieniemy. Obviously, should be hired probably this time around. Art Smith, the offensive coordinator from Tennessee, and obviously Brian Dable from from the Bills. Uh, Robert what's Roberto the, Sala. Is that his name? What's the Stanley guy in? Yeah, yeah Sala in San Fran, and the Staley guy. Uh, Brandon not, Staley, yeah. Yeah, from the Rams, defensive name. coordinator, definitely a hot name. So. There's yeah, there's there's a lot of actually interesting, tempting names. Joe Brady from Carolina somehow getting looks for being on a shitty team, <laughs> offensive coordinator. He, he had he had four guys go over a thousand yards. That's why Bram. I, yeah, I mean, hey, does Urban I, Meyer I like, get a look? I hope oh, not. Dude. Twelve million. What does Urban do besides Nobody recruit knows. really well? Recruit really well. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't know what you it, do. Cheats to win. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what you're getting out of Urban Meyer. Like, why is Lincoln Riley not the hot name again? He's, he just sucks now because they lost two games or whatever? Yep, not as good. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. There we go. Um, yeah, that's that's weird. Let's check our over-unders. We finished, I think this is correct, but 16 correct, 14 missed, and two, uh, two were pushes. So, Damn. Not too bad, but yeah, we just... You know, yeah, I think we've done a little bit better that than that in the past. But hey, it was a weird COVID year, and we didn't really consider that home field just would be gone, yeah, completely out yeah, of it this for the year. whole year. Yeah, like they're even just without fans, it didn't matter. <laughs> so yeah, weird. Yeah. Uh, let's look at the slate. Andy plays Buffalo. Buffalo's minus six and a half in this game, right? Yeah. Oh, a tough line to start it out. What do you think, Rich? Shaky's game. <laughs> I thought it would be. I thought Vegas would give the Colts more love because the Colts are always favored on the road. So I thought this would be Buffalo three, and then when I saw six and a half, I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that's. I think that, that's high. I think that. I, ooh, Josh Allen's on fire. Fuck, that's not fair. Is everyone in the world gambling on Buffalo this week? It sounds that way. It feels like that, right? There's yeah. so much momentum. Fun. 65% of the bets are on Buffalo minus six and a half. I'm honestly shocked it's not like 70, 75%. Yeah, that's way lower than I thought. Yeah. 
Uh, Rich, you did allude to the Bill Simmons shaky game. Uh, Saturday early game on Wild Card Weekend, 2011 through 2020 has been has involved the AFC South all but one time. <laughs> so <laughs> the AFC South owns this like they own Thursday night. Uh, oh, we didn't even shout out Matt Schaub for retiring. AFC South legend. True. Who do you got? I'm gonna go Colts. Six and a half is a lot. Okay. Um, yeah, I tend to agree with you that it is a it's a lot, and I just don't like the public perception right now. But I this looks like a Jonathan Taylor running for three and a half yards every carry, and Phil Rivers throwing two picks, and like everything should go wrong in this game. I don't know how. I don't understand how Indy's supposed to stay in it, Ant. Yeah, uh, I'm taking Buffalo all the way here. I think you get into a shootout with uh, with uh, Josh Allen and, and Rivers is going to try to take some chances that aren't necessary or, or are, ne- are necessary to keep up with Buffalo. But I don't think he has the arm to really do it. I think he throws two to three interceptions. And I think the Buffalo defense has a big day. You know, I think this could be a, a 30 to six type of game. But didn't Buffalo, wasn't Buffalo up 17-0 on the Texans and blew that lead because Josh Allen kept throwing picks? Yeah, it happens. Oh, I mean, it's the playoffs, and Josh Allen is crazy in the playoffs, <laughs> and he does some wild shit. Um, so oh, there's going to be Buffalo fan. There's going to be Bills Mafia. Is going to be six thousand. Yes, damn, it be sixty, uh, and, and it's going to be cold. Uh, older Phil Rivers. I just don't like it for for an older player. There, it's going to be cold as hell. I absolutely I like hate Andy in this spot, and that really scares me. Because this seems like the easiest pick of all time. Yeah. So I have to go Buffalo. Because I literally, I don't see a way. I don't see a way for Indy to win this. Uh, Seattle versus the Rams. Um, let's get a quick update on the, uh, the NFC West. The NFC West is probably one of the weakest conferences <laughs> in the whole NFC. I mean, these guys over here, you have the Cardinals, you have the 49ers, you have the, the Seahawks, and you also have the Rams. The Rams are not very good. The Cards are, are fighting for that first place position, competing with these guys here, the Seahawks, and they've knocked them off at least one time already. All right. How so... is that still true? <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that, Ant, what do you think here? Seattle's going to L.A. It's Seattle minus four. Uh, we... Seattle not playing their best ball. The Rams look shaky at best. We obviously know where my heart's at. Uh... I, you know, I want Seattle to play well and come through, but uh, do I see us playing the, the type of game we played again last, last uh, a couple weeks ago and golf or whoever's playing making stupid decisions like they did last time? I honestly can't tell you I do. Um, so I'm just going to play it safe. And I think the safe pick here is obviously the Rams plus four. You're going into a place you have no real home field advantage. So it's a neutral field. Um, it's just two teams that know each other. I think four, why four? It's just three all day. I don't get where the extra point comes from. Um, and so Rich, what's going on with the, uh, the situation with the, the Rams quarterback? It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Bottom line, (laughs) uh, before you get started, we're not, it doesn't matter. Goff and that other guy are the same person in my book. <laughs> Goff's got a broken thumb or whatever. Uh, I, I mean, do you, do you care? Did that affect 
what you thought the line would be, Rich? The line should be higher. But for Seattle, like minus six, seven? Yeah, like seven, seven. This should be a touchdown game. It is what? really interesting. I mean, the Rams, you know, I mean, you're you're telling me they're coming in with a backup quarterback or a bad quarterback that has a broken thumb and he's going to be, I mean, it's only, I mean, I guess it is seven, Rich, if you think about typical Vegas, you know, minus or minus three for home. So Seattle's minus four, that essentially is putting them at the seven. So I don't know. Just a small little stat for you guys. Seattle in the last three weeks has had the worst passing offense in the entire league, and they're going up against the best defense maybe in the league. So just something to chew on. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jamal's getting two sacks on this damn John Warford or Walford. Is Jamal playing? Plays football. Yeah. He came I think back he out. I don't think he finishes. That's my, that's my take on it. I think his shoulder's yeah, dislocated. going to be blowing him out. Yeah, I mean, Jamal, I mean, that's that's an easy pick, Jamal. though, Ant, because Jamal's turning into the Anthony Davis of uh, the NFL. Yeah, perfect <laughs> comparison. Uh, so you've got Seattle here, Rich, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got the Rams plus four. I just think it's going to be close. Ant knows one score game, as he'll always tell you, uh, in the yeah. fourth. So um, what I do want to point out, though, is last year, I believe this is correct, but I believe every game – was like within a score essentially in the wild card round. We had Texans twenty two, Bills nineteen. Is that right? Anyone remember? Yeah. Uh, Texans or sorry, Titans twenty, Patriots thirteen, Seahawks seventeen, Eagles nine, and Vikings twenty six, Saints twenty. So basically everything was within a score. So I I gotta change my my pick for Andy. It just smells bad, dude. Like that's the easiest pick of all time. I have to go back and pick Andy, but I'm staying with the Rams. So I'm basically going both underdogs. Um, Tampa Bay plays Washington. Tampa Bay is minus eight here versus the Washington football team. Rich, you know these guys very well. Uh, do you believe in Tampa? And is Mike Evans playing? I don't think Mike Evans is going to play. That's all you got? Okay. Perfect. Well, I don't think he's, he's going to play. Anthony and Anthony Brown. Antonio Brown's getting hot. Yeah. This should be at least ten. And Chris Godwin's getting hot. Gronk's there. No, this is this. Uh, give me Tampa Bay. Okay, minus eight. And it, yeah, this, this one's gonna be the blowout of the day. I also forgot to add one thing on the Rams. Uh, just one stat that I did pick up over the weekend. The Rams are not very good. <laughs> just so you guys are aware. Uh. And who you got Tampa Bay minus eight in Washington on the terrible shitty field. Um, uh, I think I'm going to go Washington here. I think it's going to be a prideful bunch on defense. I don't think it's going to be as easy as we think for Tampa just to go up and down the field. Um, it's an improved defense. And I think Alex Smith is going to play. I don't, I, I've no sources. I, I just thought I seen he was going to play or someone said he might play. I'm hoping he plays. They run the ball. Brand mentioned this is a very, very shitty field. So as far as footing, cutting, and all those The worst field for plays, Alex Smith to play on. <laughs> true. True. So as far as explosive plays and all that, I think it's going to be a bit tough. So, And I think it's a backdoor cover situation here. Yeah, maybe they're up by 10 or maybe they're up by 14. And, you know, they get a, a, a last-minute touchdown to cut it to seven. Uh, we know Tampa Bay can be shaky too. I just know that I mean 
if Chase Young's getting after Brady, he's going to be getting rid of the ball quick and throwing it in the dirt. And I just think Washington's going to try to run the ball. They're going to dump it to McKissick a lot. Um, So I'm going Washington just based off of ball control and Tampa just like just trying to get the hell out of there, basically, and not playing a great game. What did you have to add? I don't see. I said I don't see Washington scoring ten points on the Tampa defense. That too. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's but they've been shaky as well. But yeah, I agree. I don't see. I mean, maybe, maybe if Gibson is mostly healthy, they could score ten to thirteen or but, something. But like Ant says, he's not going to be able to cut on his on his bummy ankle because the field's so bad. True. That yeah. They got McKissick. McKissick has bad. been hot. Yeah. Um, Baltimore's at Tennessee. This is a Lamar revenge game. Maybe Baltimore's uh, minus three at Tennessee. Rich, Tennessee's your team. I'll let you uh, take the floor here. I love both these teams. And? I oh my god! I don't. It's gonna be hard to watch, man. Two smash mouth football teams. This should have been the Sunday night game. You got Derrick Henry going for two K. Lamar went for a thousand. No. Baltimore, it's Lamar revenge. Baltimore's it's Lamar minus revenge three on the season. road too, which is kind of. I mean, I know it doesn't matter too much, but still. Tennessee already beat them this year too, and they beat them in the playoffs last year. Give me, give me Baltimore. Okay. Uh, and do you think um, Tennessee's defense can actually hold up again versus Lamar? Yeah. Uh, I think they can do enough. I don't think it, it has more to do with just Lamar, the way he's looking right now, r- rather than Tennessee's defense. I think a combination of both. And it, it, it he'll have an okay day. But I think the difference in this game is going to be Tennessee has the ability to go over the top. We look at him as a running team. Henry has just 2,000 yards. But Tannehill's really good with that play action going over the top. I think Marcus Peters can be beat over the top. Sometimes that's his Achilles heel. I don't think the Ravens have the ability to score with as much ease as Tennessee might have. So I like Tennessee here getting points. Do you think this is going to be a really high-scoring game? No, I don't. I don't think it's going to be high-scoring. That's why I like some of those chunk plays that Tennessee might be able to get to make it easier to get a field goal even. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, yeah I'm really torn like Rich on this one. Uh, you said Baltimore, right, Rich? Yeah, Baltimore. And yeah, I want Tennessee. I don't I really don't know what to do. Uh I'm gonna take the points, I think. I I like Tennessee a lot. And I think in most of these they might I think Tennessee's gonna lose this game, but I think it'll be close. I'll say that. So I'll take the, the plus betting's three. the betting's dead even fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. It's a tough one. And then the over the over under is fifty four and a half. I really think this is gonna be high scoring. <laughs> to be honest. And I, with and you. I I, I so does Vegas. Oh you, oh, you do, Brand? Yeah, I think it's going to be the one. Of the, I think it might be the highest scoring game of the uh, of the whole Weekend. slate. Yeah, and, and I think this is this is going to be the funnest chess match as far as as far as coach versus coach. We know yeah. how good Brayville is. We know how good Harbaugh is. Who's going to be able to make those adjustments at halftime? Um, is going to be big as well. But I like I love this coaching matchup. Um, and I mean, you, you talk about the matchup there. The the real matchup is going to be Art Smith. Obviously, these two teams know each other a ton right now, but it's Art Smith, who's 
you know, the offense coordinator for the Titans, who's going to be a head coach probably next year. And then Wink Martindale, who's the defensive coordinator for Baltimore, who's also getting looks. So yeah, both this, very hot. That's yeah, true. this could be like a battle. <laughs> like you could be looking at, hey, this this is the difference between the Atlanta job and the Jets job. <laughs> so yeah. both these guys are going to be locked in, hopefully. Um, yeah. So yeah, Tennessee for me, Tennessee for Ant, Rich, and uh, Richard going Baltimore. Chicago at New Orleans. New Orleans is minus ten. That's the biggest spread we have of the weekend. Um, and I don't. I I'm not. Not excited to watch this. Yeah, I'm not either. Who do you got, Ant? Excited. Um, something keeps telling me. I think I was talking to you before the pod. Like, oh, this is one of those stupid games where Chicago, blah 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 blah. This is just a blowout. <laughs> overthinking it. The Saints are gonna blow them out, right? Like, this is just a superior team. Chicago stumbling in with a quarterback that they don't really want. It would just surprise me, man, if if the Bears put up more than ten points. I think the Saints are capable of putting up twenty six to twenty to thirty. Um, I just, I just think they're the better team, straight up, and, and they should, if they are who I think they are, they should handle this team. Rich, uh, that Dennis, was that Dennis Green? <laughs> <laughs> the the Bears just got the shit kicked out of them by the Packers. They only put up sixteen points. Let's let's remember their hot streak. Uh, where they were winning and putting up like 30-plus was Jags, Vikings, Texans, Lions. Uh, And before that, they got the shit beat out of them by the Packers once again. So basically, I mean, do you put the the Saints in that same hemisphere as the Packers? Yeah, well, yeah, just because the NFL did the Saints a solid and Kamara will be back from COVID and so were all the other running backs. Because if this game would have played on Saturday, they wouldn't have been back in time. Right. Um, so, and they have Taysom Hill, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas will be back. There's too many weapons. This has blowout written all over it. I'm excited to hear SpongeBob and Patrick on commentary, though. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> the Nickelodeon game. Uh, so, is this like going to be the, the How? NFC South special? The Nickelodeon game going forward? Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> How is it on Nickelodeon? How much do they pay to get this game? I don't know. Uh, What's the over-under on Kamara wearing SpongeBob and Patrick uh, shoes? Oh. He went with the Christmas ones. What on do you mean? Christmas. Like, is he going to wear one shoe or two shoe? How is it? Like, over-under the odds? <laughs> so you mean, like, what are the odds? I would say, like, yeah, minus 360, think... right? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... It. <laughs> yeah. He's for sure wearing it. Yeah. And 66% of the bets are on the Saints. Okay. Who do you got, Rich? I'm going Saints. Chicago fucking sucks. They backwayed into it. They did. They they cruised on in on the backdoor casino cruise. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going Chicago plus 10. New Orleans sucks in the oh. playoffs. They're absolutely trash. Sean Payton freaks out. Oh, yeah. Drew Brees is, he turns into Sam Darnold. I'm seeing ghost in the playoffs. Like they make the dumb. <laughs> possible decisions you're giving me 10 points against that weird staff and uh quarterback this is probably drew Brees' last game at some point like his last competitive game at least so i'm definitely going bears Ever? even though they're terrible yeah he's done he's cooked and kamara might not even have like 50 percent lung capacity i mean shit uh True. cleveland plays Pittsburgh and Mike Tomlin, uh, you know, has not been happy recently. Let's get him on the line really quick. Mike, 
going into the playoffs, just tell me your mindset and the team's mindset as you look to advance versus Cleveland. The bottom line, football is our game. Our business is winning, and our intentions are to handle business. God damn, you ain't got to wow. get hot about it, mate. I mean, shit. shit, you got me wanting to run through a wall on Sunday. <laughs> He's hot about it right now. God. He's tired of all these questions. Uh, all right, Mike. Well, Pittsburgh minus six here, Rich. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what's going on with Pittsburgh, um, and we might be missing Stefanski on the Cleveland sideline. They COVID's running wild in Cleveland. No, we are missing Stefanski. It's locked in. Yeah, yeah. he has a he, he tested the positive. He can't hope. Oh, can they put like a little thing? Can they rehire F- Freddie Kitchens, but? Put uh, an iPad on his face with Stefanski on there, and just Kitchens just stands there. That'd <laughs> be the best bet. New York with the Giants. My <laughs> thing is, we've had coaches coach from their Fuck. deathbed. I miss Freddie. <laughs> Wait, quarantine Stefanski. <laughs> Who was that? Get him up to the booth. That was uh, the old old Miss coach, Hugh Freeze. I yes, think. Hugh Freeze from the damn hospital. Yeah, yeah Hugh Freeze. That's Hugh, Hugh Freeze. Damn it. <laughs> He was not on his deathbed. <laughs> no way. Well, you know what I mean. He had a minor surgery. Are you are you like five feet away from your extreme microphone uh, setup? You are have? we better? Oh yeah. <laughs> My bad. Cleveland. Uh, uh, that worries me, man. That sucks. No coach um, who was really the only thing that turned this franchise around. And you have Baker versus a pretty solid defense, yet banged up. And uh, we just saw this matchup. What do you what do you think, Rich? This is probably the most confusing game for me. Cleveland has lost 17 straight in Pittsburgh. Cleveland just almost lost to the Pittsburgh backups. TJ Watt didn't play. They were still getting pressure. This has Pitt run all over it. Okay. Pittsburgh minus six. I'm going to roll it. I've been all over Pittsburgh this year. I love Cleveland, but that's terrible, man. I mean, you just played a game with no receivers. Uh, now you're playing without your coach, who was, you know, really the offensive coordinator as well. Joel Batonio. Oh, yeah, my Batonio. God, dude. Your yeah. second best pass rusher in um, uh, Vernon. Yeah. Olivier, Olivier Vernon, yeah. Vernon's out. Towards I mean, Achilles. Dude, it's not looking good. I- I'm going with Pittsburgh yeah. as well. They okay. should win this. If they don't, then... <sighs> They're trash. Yeah. I'll never pick them again the rest of this year. I'm with you. So that gives us one lock, uh, Pittsburgh. But we still got to pick it like a. This is there's enough for a top three here. We just don't have it because uh, I didn't agree with you guys most of the time. So I, will... I really like the Tennessee game. What did we have for that Tennessee? Tennessee yeah, I... Baltimore. We, we could put that in our top three. Yeah, we could convince Baltimore Rich. I can win the week. Yeah, let's go Tennessee for sure. I like them. Um, We have Pittsburgh because we all agreed on that. And then it's between all these other games, man. I mean, Buffalo. It's Seattle's in a bowl. The Rams out. No, 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 no. The Rams suck. No. They suck. We're not touching that game. They suck. Sorry, that's not allowed. I'm willing to, I don't know. What am I? What else? Chicago. I like New Orleans. Yeah, New, New Orleans? Orleans will blow them out. All right, I'll concede you guys New Orleans. We'll give them that. Uh, only one team lock, so that's good. 
any other thoughts on uh, how this season went or um, just in general on this week? No. I mean, we still got a lot of football to play. It's the wild card. Yeah. Uh, it's a new wild card. We get three games on each day. That's going to be fun. More football is always better. Um, just yeah. thankful we made it through the year somehow with these teams traveling. And um, for the most part, we made it through it. Yeah. Except for Stefanski. <laughs> He's not dead, either, by the way, to everyone that just tuned in at the last minute. Uh, Rich, <laughs> what are your final thoughts for this slate um, and going forward? Um, I'm excited for Tennessee, Baltimore, and that uh, Buffalo Indy game. The other games, I think, they're not going to be very close. Right. But I'm excited for those two games. And then uh, I'm excited for Bama, Ohio State on Monday. And um, who do you have as your your sneaky letdown, either player or team, this week? And I have mine. I'll let you guys think of yours. But just as like someone just kind of shits the bed, kind of like I said, Breeze or whoever it was Josh in the last few years. Yeah, Josh Allen. I have, obviously. I have Lamar. Lamar, oh. another is it a letdown if you already know Lamar sucks in the playoffs? That's, that's true. That's yeah. true. So I mean, that's that's fair though. I mean, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm going with Russ. I think Russ is gonna say suck. Russ is up there. Yeah, very high up there. He's, He's been, been super bad, and he might just like throw a really bad pick, and just everyone's gonna be like, yeah. "What? What happened?" And and if it's to Ramsey, he might celebrate to the to the effect where it just crushes our soul. Yeah, Russ might cry. Yep, I agree. Poor Russ. Uh, did you have anyone, Rich? Uh, Josh Allen. Okay. Josh, it could be. We could be talking about Josh Allen can't do it in the playoffs uh, after this game. So we'll see. We're going to be saying that about someone. You can guarantee that. One yep. of these quarterbacks can't get it done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for watching and listening. Catch us at Spread Show on Twitter. And uh, hopefully everyone wins a shit ton of money this week. Five stars.